0: I'm sports attorney Luke Fedlam, and welcome to the Protecting Your Possibilities podcast. Each conversation, we focus on sharing information and having conversations around how athletes can best educate and protect themselves for their life outside of their sports. Thank you for tuning in to Protecting Your Possibilities podcast. I am Luke Fedlum. Thank you for joining us once again. Um, Hey, if you're liking this podcast, please do feel free to leave a note in the comments. Feel free to subscribe, share it with your friends, all that good stuff. And if you have topics that you would like to see us discuss, uh, please feel free to let me know. You can reach out um, wherever you're listening to your podcast um, and let us know. But today's episode is one that is near and dear to my heart, and it's really on due diligence and advisor selection. As you know, athletes consistently have people who are around them, working for them, uh, working in ways to provide professional services to them. And it is critical that they understand how best to analyze these different advisors to do the due diligence necessary to make sure that they're protected with the people that are working with them. And so what better guest to have than Courtney Altimus from Team Altimus. Courtney, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me, Luke. It's my absolutely. favorite thing to talk about. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, I'm excited. I'm, I'm so excited I'm just talking over you. So what a, what a way to start a podcast. But no, thank you so much for, for joining us today. Uh, for, for the listeners, if you don't know Courtney, um, she is an expert in advisor due diligence. Um, Courtney's background is, is based on over 25 years of being a financial uh, manager for wealthy families high net worth individuals, uh, working on Wall Street. But the reason I love talking and having conversations with Courtney is she takes an approach very similar to my approach in working with athletes, which is to be independent and objective. And so while she no longer is doing the financial advising um, in terms of direct investment for athletes and for other clients, she is helping athletes from college to professional athletes with the due diligence the financial literacy, personal financial management, all of the above. Courtney, I don't know how you find the time to do all of it, but I love the perspective that you bring to working with athletes.
1: Thank you so much, Luke. And likewise, uh, obviously, philosophically, we are aligned. And it really starts at the very beginning. Everybody tends to focus on these negative stories, but they all start somewhere. And it starts with understanding who you're choosing to be. For your advisor and and to share your goals and your personal financial situation with
0: that's right that's exactly right and so you know when we think about due diligence we oftentimes you know think about you know i deal a lot with due diligence on deals and transactions and you know different types of agreements and things but but what we're talking about here is just the due diligence the the background the searching the understanding and the knowledge that comes with knowing Who is actually going to be working with you? When we're having this conversation today, I'd love to just talk, you know, really about this twofold approach to Mm -hmm. due diligence, right? So athletes have these opportunities where they are making decisions around who they want working, you know, with them and for them, right? So we're talking about agents, uh, marketing agents, lawyers, accountants, uh, social media people, whoever those advisors might be. And then we also have to talk about the due diligence of potential, you know, transactions and opportunities and marketing opportunities uh, themselves. So let's start off with just the advisor aspect. When you're working with with your clients, when you're working with athletes and talking to athletic departments or to pro teams or individuals, what's that first kind of layer of due diligence that you always recommend to folks when it comes to the due diligence of advisors?
1: Well, the first layer is always looking up as much public information as you possibly can. You wanna find out as much information as you can about a certain person and not even necessarily related to their area of expertise, but just who they are as a person. Because as you move through a relationship with somebody, if you have a benchmark, a starting place of knowing a little bit about them, if things start to change, and those changes are not aligned with your own goals, you'll notice it a lot quicker. And I think we spend so much time talking about fraud or things that can go wrong. And as you know, I always say, if you're reading about fraud, it's too late. So what we typically do, we have a tool um, that's AI driven and it goes out and scrubs the web. It'll hit 100,000 different public databases, 80 to hundred different languages. And it searches for language that could suggest a negative reputational issue. And once we search somebody or a company, we set it up for daily monitoring. So it's checking every single day. We'll get notified if there's been something new that pops up anywhere in the world in 80 to 100 different languages. And so what I talk to my athletes about is, you know, let's, let's look for information. Um, let's make sure you know this person. And it's another way to help clients learn more about finance or the law or their particular situation with their accountant, because the more they learn about that person, the more they understand how those different aspects of life fit into that expertise. So while we may find some negative issues sometimes, could be fraudulent, could be just some some potential red flags that we just want to ask questions about. Uh, We use that tool as the ultimate first level screen. Should I be spending any more of my precious time talking to this person, looking into this person? And if I am, let me know a little more about this person.
0: Yeah. So that brings up a a really good and interesting point. Right. So um, oftentimes from a legal perspective, we're looking at lawsuits. So we go we can do a scrub and we can pull through our databases to see. Has that potential advisor been involved in any lawsuits? Has another client filed suit against them? Has the SEC or you know some or other um, regulatory body gone after that individual? And so, so that's that's one aspect. But when you talk about kind of doing your scrub, you're talking about there could be other issues that come up as well. What what are some examples of some of those other red flags that a client should be mindful of? And keeping in mind I know we have obviously athletes and and those who are around athletes who listen to this podcast but we have other you know business owners entrepreneurs uh, entertainers and others who who listen as well and and this is something that's applicable to them as well so what are some of those other red flags to be mindful of
1: well one of the first things we look at is all of the open corporates that somebody has on record so if you're a lawyer And you have 10 open corporates that you are either a director or officer of, and all 10 are are separate investments. They're not the LLC that is the company that holds the real estate that your office is in. Mm -hmm. It's completely unrelated, or many of them are unrelated to what you do for a living every day, what you're going to be doing to service the client. That's important to know. Mm -hmm. And we go through that first and we teach clients, let's start here. Cause number one, you find out how much time that person is really spending on what their area of expertise is versus these other potential personal interests, which in most industries, they have to disclose those for regulatory purposes. It's one thing to disclose and get them approved. It's another to understand how much time they're spending on those. Um, so usually, We're not necessarily looking for it in terms of a conflict per se, although sometimes we do find that it's more, what's this person doing every day? And they may have told their regulatory authority, this takes two hours a month of my time, and that's not really true. Also gives information about what this person's interests are. And if they're involved in certain areas that, you know, ultimately down the road, It's not distracting now, but something may happen, it may become distracting. That's important for us to know. Another example would be, um, you know, something as simple as, uh, you know, if if this advisor is involved in some sort of issue, a a personal issue, could be as simple as a divorce proceeding. In and of itself, 50% of people get divorced, not a big deal. But again, the issue is how much time is that taking away? from what you're doing every day. Could be sometimes it's not necessarily a legal proceeding that, that may come up on your search, but there may be some incidents. Um, I had one advisor last year who is on CNBC all the time and really well-respected in the industry and does a great job with his clients, but he was going through a pretty tough time in his marriage and there were some domestic incidents that became public records. Not going to find them unless you hit the Google search and go through the first thousand pages. Right. Um, and, and likely, unless you're reading the local newspaper, you're not going to find it. They get very quiet. But that's important. It's important to know. So um, that would be one example. The open corporates looking at other areas of their life where they might be distracted. And then, you know, prior issues. Sometimes somebody was uh, fired for cause from a position 10, 15 years ago. It's important to understand what that cause was and how they resolved it. Uh, stuff happens in life, but you learn how people handle things. And you want to know that because if you're going to be, you know, joined with this person in these complex issues, you want to know how they're going to handle themselves on depression.
0: Absolutely right. And I, I think on top of that, too, you know, oftentimes I'll have a conversation, especially with with younger athletes as they're you know, going through their agent selection process or, or, you know, marketing agent selection process, we'll have conversations around values. And yeah. and it's this whole idea of what, what is it that you value? And if you value, let's say, honesty, integrity, uh, forthrightness, uh, but then you are evaluating, let's say, an agent that is telling you that's who they are, but they're showing you either through their actions or through what you find in doing your due diligence that they're you know, not necessarily that, then that's just something, again, to help you. It's another bit of knowledge and information that's gonna help you as you're making your decision as to whether you're going to engage with that, that individual or that, that company or not.
1: Absolutely.
0: Okay, so we've talked about kind of this, this idea of screening kind of at the first level and, and everything that, the, some of the red flags that you're looking at, but you also mentioned earlier this idea of ongoing monitoring. Um, I think oftentimes, you know, I'm, I'm glad you, that you bring that up because so many times, you know, we may have uh, there may be an athlete or or any other client where just people in general will do their initial due diligence. They'll look to say, okay, do I trust this person? Um, anything in their background that I should be, you know, mindful of? But then, all right, they look good to me, so I'm going to go ahead and engage with them, and then it's a relationship that I have ongoing but yet you still do ongoing monitoring. What, is that, what does that do? What does that look like? And how do you then have that conversation with your clients if something were to come up in your ongoing monitoring of that advisor?
1: So we always talk to clients about how our role is to discover information, to educate, to give some potential scenarios where that information might impact your relationship and what that ultimately means to your own goals, your life, What's going on with whether it be your money or, you know, legal aspects, anything that you've hired, you know, an agent, um, hired an advisor for. So, you know, when we're talking to them about information, for example, going back to that first level screen, when we run a report, we give suggestions for questions. We don't say, "Here's a red flag, so this is bad." We say, "Here's a red flag. This is what could this could mean." So, if you think about the ongoing relationship. Every relationship takes work. You can't just check the box and say, all right, we're good and we're good forever. It can be a situation where somebody that you're working with gets in over their head somewhere and panics. And we all know that when people panic, they use fear to make decisions and fear by definition is a rational thought. So to be aware of, again, using that baseline information, what's going on in that person's life? So if we see a change... Um, that comes up on that screen, we'll look into the change. We immediately notify the client and just say, this is what's going on, we're looking into it. Either call this person right away or nothing to do, hang on, we'll come back to you. Um, then we have a conversation. We also have regular meetings and that's really client dependent and you know, dependent on what their situation is. We'll meet with them as, as frequently or infrequently as they want us to, but it has to be at least once a year because we wanna make sure that even though we've got the daily monitoring going on on the person and the firm, we need to take a look at what this person is doing. Um, For example, in the financial advisor space, you know, 90% of returns going back to the beginning of the US equity markets are explained by the plan, not by any underlying individual investment. Mm -hmm. So we make sure that our clients Develop a plan with their advisor. And then it's their personal business plan. They're going forward, they're not going to exceed all expectations. They're not going to meet them all. And they're going to not make you, they're not going to meet some expectations at, at levels. And what it's about is reviewing and adjusting and constantly rebalancing. So rather than a client saying, I lost all this money, why did I lose all this money? It must be the advisor's fault. Well, actually, maybe. They're doing exactly what you had mapped out for them to do. And this is what's happened on a macro level. And we need to readjust. And they may not be telling you that right now because they're feeling attacked personally because the markets are down. There's just a whole host of issues that are everything from macroeconomic to personal. Yeah. And at the end of the day, these are people and they're reacting in certain ways. And if it's your financial advisor, it's your money. That's right. Have to understand, and there's no, there's no substitute for that. Um, And that trust piece, you know, what we see time and time and time again when we do see the negative stories, not a person who starts out as somebody who's looking to swindle people. Of course, there are predators who are out to do that, and they're always going to be around. More often than not, especially with athletes, it's the person who they trust initially, who ultimately gets in over their head, starts to panic. And then starts doing things to cover up mistakes. And all of a sudden, a whole lot of money is gone. So, you know, you can't just go and say, All right, this person for the past five years, they've been amazing. So I can trust them. And then all of a sudden, you sign a brand new contract, you got a whole lot more money. Maybe that person just isn't competent enough to manage that level of money. Really competent, really trustworthy don't want to let you down, new contract, new situations, they can't manage it. And so they start doing desperate things. It it doesn't have to come from a place of true premeditated fraud. So the ongoing monitoring piece is more important than the initial due diligence. Because if, if you have missed something in the initial due diligence, you'll catch it in the ongoing monitoring. And if you spend all that time doing due diligence and you're not monitoring going forward, then you just waste a whole lot of time. You're mm-hmm. not going to enter into a marriage and just, you know, do your thing day to day and knock on wood, hope it works out.
0: <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Well, first of all, I like how you put on your um, Wall Street hat again by talking about U.S. equity markets from the beginning of time and macroeconomics. <laughs> I-, I like that. I like that. Um But let's, you know, as we wrap up, we always like to keep these concise and and to the point. For those, if you had to give two or three bits of advice, obviously people can reach out to you and your firm, and this is kind of the work that you do. But even just more broadly, if there are people that are looking at, you know, knowing that they need to do due diligence on, you know, people that they're uh, thinking about bringing on to their team. But if you had to just give some general tips, to folks, what would be some advice that you would have as it relates to this whole notion of due diligence and and ongoing monitoring? Ask
1: questions and then ask more questions and then ask more questions. And each meeting you have with a potential advisor, whether it be on the phone, whether it be in person, email exchange, pretend that's a classroom. You learn from every meeting. And if you're comparing and contrasting different advisors, you, you need to retain that information and the compare and contrast will start to give you a greater sense of what you're looking for. And always, you know, not everybody has the tool that we have, but do as much public database research as you possibly can um, because you need to just be searching. And, and if, if you're doing it manually, it's okay, but keep doing it after you choose somebody for that ongoing monitoring. And ask
0: questions. Did I say that already? You did you did. And I'm guessing what <laughs> I'm gonna say it again. Because I always say, you know, to, to uh, clients that I work with, any advisor that you have, including myself, yep. um, you should be able to ask questions of that advisor, and they should be able to answer those questions in a way that you understand. So oftentimes, especially with athletes, um, you'll see uh, at you know different you know, advisors or what have you that'll try to sound you know super technical and it'll go right over you know, the, the person's head. And that's how they try to impress them, is by talking about things that maybe that person doesn't understand. And so the way I look at it is, you should be able to ask a question of me about the most technical legal issue that we're dealing with um, and helping you with. And if I can't answer it in a way that you understand, then I'm not doing my job. I have to be able to figure out a way to make sure that you understand what, what, um, what I'm saying. and. At the end of the day, it's kind of like this, you know, your advisors are just that. They're getting paid to work for you. So they should be able to, you know, analyze issues that you're dealing with and be able to communicate those back to you in a way that you get and understand so that you can make an informed decision about whatever it is. So Courtney Altimus, thank you for your time today. How can people reach you if they want to reach out to you? Uh, What's the best way to get in touch with you, Courtney?
1: So uh, the website is team-ultimus, A-L-T-E-M-U-S.com. Um, all social media, we are at Team Ultimus. And email is cultimus, C-A-L-T-E-M-U-S, at team-ultimus.com.
0: Boom. There it is. You got it here. Listen, due diligence is so important. Ongoing monitoring, even more important uh, for all of the advisors that you're working with. So Courtney, Thank you for taking the time today. Thanks for uh, sharing your thoughts and your wisdom and your experiences with our listeners. Thank you for having me, Luke. This was great. Absolutely. I'm sure I will be talking to you again very soon. Uh, But again, thank you all for listening to Protecting Your Possibilities podcast. Feel free to share this podcast with a friend um, or with someone that you know. uh, And if you have topics that you'd like for us to discuss, please don't hesitate to reach out. Thanks again and enjoy your day. Porter Wright Morrison Arthur LLP offers this content for informational purposes only as a service for our clients and friends. The content of this publication is not intended as legal advice for any purpose and you should not consider it as such. It does not necessarily reflect the views of the firm as to any particular matter or those of its clients. Please consult an attorney for specific advice regarding your particular situation.